0: Welcome to the Parenting in Uniform Podcast. My name is Claudia. I became a mom after 16 years of active duty service. That's when I discovered the disparity in knowledge amongst our military leaders concerning service members who are pregnant, postpartum, breastfeeding, and just dealing with military life while balancing families at home. I hope this podcast helps to enlighten us all on parenting while serving our nation. Hello, everybody. Today we have Janice Scholl back on. This will be her second interview with us. So she is a money expert and career expert uh, for moms in particular. She helps moms navigate the money and career transitions that come with the different stages of motherhood through her work as A coach, speaker, workshop facilitator, and host of the Money, Career, and Motherhood podcast. Janice is passionate about helping mothers gain confidence and understanding about career, money, and business topics as they relate to motherhood and family, the way many women actually think about money. Her key, key areas of focus to help mothers succeed are navigating maternity leave, career breaks and transitions, and values-based budgeting. And today, we're going to focus on that careers break, career breaks and transitions piece, and I also wanted to talk about how women are being negatively impacted in the COVID environment, and especially as childcare, um, schools are closed, and just the challenges that we're facing. So welcome back,
1: Janice thank you for having me again so talk to us a little bit
0: about this especially the the covid burden with with going to work and can hear my son in the background uh, but yes i'd love to hear what you have to say
1: well you know it's it's funny because if you talk to a mom these days over the last you know almost 12 months and you say well how's it going You could be on the phone and if the other person laughs on the other side, like we all know how it's going, right? We're under tremendous amount of challenge. I think many of us have figured out sort of how to work at this point, but we are still looking at long-term impacts to our career in the months to come. And many of us are just trying to survive. So the idea of talking about career and having a strategy for our careers at this time, whatever we thought going into 2020 went out the window and we're just trying to hold on. So what that means is many women are thinking about taking career breaks Mm -hmm. because they just don't, see how they get to the other side of this. And so that's one thing that I'm talking to a lot of women about, and we all get it, right? Because there are literal immovable objects that we can't control with regards to childcare availability for some, school availability, uh, and then changing demands in the workforce as well.
0: Okay. Right. And as I'm speaking to you, I'm in Germany and we're on another lockdown here. So schools are closed. Yeah. The holidays, everything is closed. And, you know, and I had to even postpone our interview a little bit because I was stuck in the crazy, just this crazy long line at the supermarket, 50 minutes long because everything else is closed. So that's where everybody's going right now. And it just makes everything harder to do. You know, these little tasks that used to be really easy, very simple, quick run to the market just isn't even a thing now for me anyway. And yeah, it's just a complex environment that we're operating in here. And can you talk to us a little bit about the Women in Workplace report?
1: Yeah, so McKinsey and Lean In put together an annual Women in the Workplace report. And it's a phenomenal report if you have any interest in what it's really like to be a woman who is trying to manage a career. And they look at it from different demographics, different age groups. This year was super unique because one in four women are considering stepping out or stepping back in their career. And it's important to note that this is the first year where the number of women who want to do this exceed the number of men. So women have reached that point of capitulation. And then in addition to the fact that women are considering leaving, there are many more kind of undertones that are affecting us in the workplace this year, even if we choose to stay in the workforce, or if we have no choice, and we need to stay in the workforce, we are still carrying additional burden. And, you know, it's really a hard time to be a woman in the workforce if you have children. But I also have hope, because many of these challenges existed pre COVID. We just weren't talking about them. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. And the the good of COVID is definitely not the fact that more women are planning on taking or thinking about career breaks, but it's the fact that we are now as a society thinking about these things as a systemic problem, which they have been. And the other side is, regardless of how many women were thinking about taking career breaks, women do. So of highly educated women, 43% were found by Harvard Business Review to take a career break. Most of the reason, although there were many, the primary reason was because of childcare. Mm -hmm. So the reality is we were taking career breaks before and whether we intended to or not, I think this is just a time where we're now like, okay, well, we may not have no have a choice.
0: And uh, and as far as the childcare piece, even pre-COVID, you know, one reason is because childcare can be so expensive. So mm-hmm. if you're going to work, a lot of times you're barely breaking even with the yes. childcare. You know, so you're not even really getting much spending cash. <laughs> it's not fun. Yes. You know, yeah, so uh, it's just easier to stay home with your child.
1: It is, but I want to, you know, I'm going to tell a story. Mm -hmm. There was a woman that I interviewed a few years ago about this exact challenge. And she had three kids, fairly close together in age. And there was a time where she was actually paying money to go to work. Mm -hmm. And she stuck it out. And now she is a VP within a major OEM, automotive OEM manufacturer, she would have never reached that level in her career had she not gone through those years where she was paying to go to work. Now, I am not suggesting that that is right for every family, Mm -hmm. but this, you know, one of the things I mentioned in the last episode Was don't solve short term problems with long term solutions. We have to look at okay, well, what will be the long term impact of the decisions I'm making today? Because yeah, it's no fun to have no spending cash after you're spending all your money on childcare. Childcare is really expensive. But what will that do to your long term career opportunities? And are you okay with that? Because it does affect your career if you take a break. If it does. you take an official break, you will suffer a reduction in income, and like mostly, obviously not everyone, but the but the statistics show you will suffer an income reduction, and it will depend on your industry and the length of your break, what that will be, and also you have a lower probability of ending up back on the path you were on. Now, for the women who do take breaks, ninety percent of them say it was worth it, but sometimes I want people to realize that the best way to manage the career break is to not take one, is to find a different way to solve the problem as you take time to figure it out, especially this COVID situation. You know, yes, COVID is here to stay. Things have changed. It's not going to be fixed in another month, but this tremendous pressure that we're under is going to release. It will look different 12 months from now It will look different as your kids grow. So understanding how that decision affects today and tomorrow can help a woman really make the best assessment and decision for her personal circumstances.
0: Okay. So, you know, some of the services, not the Army, but the Marine Corps and the the Air Force in particular are offering... Women after having a baby an opportunity to take a year off. And so you're kind of frozen in place. So wherever you are with your rank, your status, your years in service, and your opportunities for promotion, you're just frozen there. And mm-hmm. you know, and I, I and I had when I was at that point where I was starting off on training leave, I thought three months isn't enough. I want the whole year off. I am now looking back so glad I didn't do it, because in that time I was given a new position where my responsibilities increased and then I also was promoted you know and and instead I wouldn't have gotten I wouldn't get promoted until next year if I had you know taken that time off that sabbatical and although I know the time would have been rewarding for me my son wouldn't have remembered any of it and I don't know if anything would have necessarily been better Mm -hmm. long term and now I'm glad that effort that that first year back after having a baby, I think is probably one of the toughest for sure. But if I had more than one kid, then I I don't know how I would have done it. You know, that sabbatical maybe would have been a necessity for sure. But another thing with childcare for the military is it is, we have the child development centers and they're, the cost is based on your rank. So it's actually Mm. pretty decent deal in the military too.
1: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. They make
0: it affordable.
1: That's really important, because that is where so many people get caught up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's the intensity of the circumstances we're living in. And we can't change the labor hours that are required for our job and parenting our kids. And if we are, you know, perhaps in a location where we have no family, we have no support system, that's really different than a financial decision. So, to not have to make a financial decision based on childcare is so wonderful. And, you know, you mentioned that you didn't take the full amount of time. I, you know, we think we know when kids need us the most, but you know, mine are 10 and seven and I'm learning as my kids are growing that they need me different. They don't need me less as they grow and you know, in some ways it was easier when they were infants. And so I think, you know, keeping keeping your opportunities and, and the opportunity maybe I just went back after three months with the first because I know I can't take two years off with two kids. And so I'm saving that year for later because that's less impact. You know, there are reasons to go back that a woman can take even when she really values that time with her family. It just depends. Now, when my first was born, um, she had some medical challenges and we went through a lot of intense occupational therapy and feeding formula. She had severe food allergies, so she had to be on something that was what feeding tube patients use. Mm. So she drank it in a bottle, which meant that it was a food substance. So insurance didn't pay for that. It was not a prescription. That's, Those costs were thousands and thousands of dollars. We were paying more in formula for our baby than our mortgage was each month. That's crazy. It was a huge cost. So, you know, of course, I wanted to stay home because we had really intense stressors at the time and we had so much we were trying to do for our daughter. But how could i how could i walk away from my job when we were under such extreme financial circumstances as well was how i felt at that time and so you know i want everyone to just realize that your circumstances are unique to you And you want to look at what's happening at that moment. And again, what's happening long-term and what are your plans and make sure that you're building a solution for you, not based on what somebody else told you works for them or what you feel the pressure to do, really just work with your personal circumstances. Right. And you really have to
0: kind of walk through it. And in our last, the, the last time we spoke, you really talked about figuring out what it is that your end state is, you know, you want to predict that outcome that you want to have. And so really preparing for your future, those were some big points that I really took away from it. And as far as, you know, the discussion with money is kind of taking away the emotion from money, and money is actually a tool. So to really sit down and think about what your your goal is as far as your career and what you, the the financial support that you need to provide your family, you, you need to take some time to think it through.
1: You do, and then realize that with every baby you the variance of what might happen in your life goes up right mm-hmm. and so we I talk a lot about risk, and when people hear the word risk, rightfully so, we think about the downside risk, right, but what I want people to realize is that babies are risky but not downside risk babies babies increase the variability of outcomes. You know, we have them and they have these little personalities. They're tiny humans. They have different needs. And so understanding that thinking through the possible outcomes and then financially building a kind of a safety net for yourself, because you are not as good at predicting the future because of the young babies, then you can prepare for that end game, whatever you want it to be. You can work yourself in the direction of where you intend to go, because what money gives you, what financial security gives you is options. Mm
0: -hmm. You talked a little bit about performance review expectations. I heard on one of your podcasts. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because we are, we receive performance evaluations and NCOER for NCOs or the officer evaluation report. And, you know, it's generally supposed to be annually, or if your supervisor moves on and you receive a new supervisor and all that. And there's been some people negatively affected because they're not able to go to work and actually do their job on a day to day. And I've heard a little bit about that. I really feel like it's up to the supervisor to look out for that individual and make sure that they are employed, even if they're teleworking, at least in the military, and the private sector. I don't know how it necessarily works out, but yeah. What do, what do you have to say about performance reviews?
1: Well, I think, you know, this is one, this is one case where it can feel the same in the private sector as well, where it really depends on that supervisor, right? You can have a vastly different experience with the same with the same policies, depending on who that individual is. And I do think it's really important that supervisors are engaged in trying to make sure that they are putting a framework in place for their employees to be successful. Whether that's because they're a parent trying to manage through a difficult time Mm -hmm. or whatever those circumstances are, their job is to help us all succeed and do the best job that we can. That we are supposed to be doing, um, regardless of what we're working in. But there's there's two pieces that I want to highlight. The first is, we are socialized to talk about how we're doing a good job, not how we're failing. And for the mom who's struggling right now, it is really hard to go in and advocate for yourself when like, let's be honest, you might feel like you're sucking everywhere because you've got really hard parenting demands as well as challenging work demands. Mm -hmm. And there's just not enough hours in the day. So systemically, I really want, you know, our environment of work to recognize that there is a natural challenge that women face in performance reviews. New mothers face Mother, mother guilt. You know, we all know mom guilt, and mom guilt is at an all-time extreme. And how is someone going to promote themselves and advocate for themselves when they're feeling less than? So recognizing that and giving kind of supervisors giving a framework to parents who are challenged right now to to talk about those challenges, I think can alleviate some of that that burden. Because when we realize, you know, when we think it in our head, we feel like we're the only ones, right? But when we talk about it, and we find out that everybody else is dealing with their own version of mess right now, it does help us realize that we're that we're in this predicament together, that we're experiencing it differently. But everyone is challenged. Um, the The other piece is that I want people to realize. So the second piece of performance reviews is that you know, motherhood is a complicated topic that many supervisors may not really know how to approach, even if they want to be supportive. And each of our personal circumstances are dramatically different. Uh, again, someone who has a really great support system, is in a different situation than someone who is perhaps living somewhere where they don't have family or a support system nearby or is a single parent. You know, our circumstances are vastly different. And so while it is important for a supervisor to really give that framework for success to their to their employees or, or whomever, it's important for us to realize that we can't expect Our supervisors to know what we personally need Mm -hmm. and so it is hard to advocate and kind of promote ourselves but we do have to communicate with what we need to be successful at this time and I find a lot of women tell themselves what will or won't happen if they ask for support or deviations and Oftentimes, we're not right. And so talking to your supervisor about these challenges, like you may not actually have a better time to talk about the challenges you face as a parent because we all know it's happening. Because again, we're talking about things that existed in the past, but are magnified and we've reached this society capitulation point. So you can have conversations today that you couldn't have 18 months ago So have them because, you know, flexibility or changes in roles, things like that. Again, you know, when when my daughter was sick and when she was young, I decided to stay in the workforce, but I couldn't do the job I was in at that time. The, you know, it was kind of more of a 24-7 career, and it required me to be on call for when my clients needed me, not based on, you know, my daughter's sick schedule or doctor schedule. And so I changed roles in the company to something that I could work a few days from home and not be as client-focused because that was the challenge. So I didn't need a reduction in hours. I just needed the flexibility to be able to wake up with a sick kid and take her to the doctor and still do my work later on. And that gave me what I needed, but that doesn't mean that that solution would work for a different mother. Mm -hmm. So, you know, talk about what you need at the office. Think about what you actually need to be successful, because that can really help you through those performance reviews. When When your supervisor says, okay, I don't know exactly how to do that for you today, but I'm going to try, you're giving them the tools to help you be successful.
0: Right. Don't just bring problems. Try to bring some solutions too. So think through it. So that way your supervisor knows how they can also support you.
1: Exactly. Because they they have not lived your life. They may have no idea what it's like. And so even if they try to solve your problem, the worst case scenario, I think, is you bring a problem, they try to solve it. And it doesn't fix your problem because it was never what was going to fix your problem. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is bring solutions that might actually work because then both of you can benefit from that.
0: Right. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right that we are our own best advocate. We need to speak up for ourselves. And in the military, our supervisors are supposed to provide us counselings. So, you know, sit down face-to-face, ideally face-to-face, now Zoom-to-Zoom or however. And- You know, and you go through your performance and what you've accomplished, what your goals are, and areas you may need to focus more on and how to improve and whatnot. And you need to ask for it. very few people, I think, really actually receive a quarterly counseling, you know, the the four times a year. We're lucky if we receive one a year. But you can use that as an opportunity to say, hey, can we just schedule a counseling? 15 minutes. So much can happen in 15 minutes. And if you script it out, you go in really knowing, all right, what's that end state that you're striving for? And again, not just bringing the problem, but bringing some possible solutions. And then and then you walk out with your supervisor's support. And I think there's a, there tends to be a lot of intimidation in the military too for females to really speak up because we have the rank structure. There's already some intimidation naturally implanted in that with the different ranks. But again, speak up or else nothing's going to happen. There's,
1: you're definitely not going to have a solution. So you have nothing to lose. That's right. That's, that's exactly what I want women to realize is that, you know, you feel like you can't speak up because it's a risk, but really change that mindset to you have nothing to lose because you, because the problem is already in place. So trying to find a solution, advocating for that solution is not the problem. The problem is there. So fixing the problem can only be good for both of you.
0: Great. Janice, is there anything
1: else you'd like to add? Well, I just want to tell everyone that I appreciate you so much. And again, if anyone wants to talk to me about financial concerns and figuring out how to budget, or if you're managing one of these career transition challenges, I'm offering you 90 minutes of my time for free. That can be in two sessions, 45 minutes, or in one big one where we just hash it out. Calendar permitting. I would love to do that. Uh, I made a commitment that I would help women through this stuff, and I hope I can help you as well
0: that is huge people uh, charge a lot of money for that kind of advice and you were a banker as well so you absolutely know this this area Uh, really appreciate it and how can people find you
1: you can email me at hello at money motherhood.com website is the same and instagram and facebook handles are the same as well money career motherhood
0: okay and I will include all of those links to show notes as well so thank you janice Thanks, Claudia. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with someone who can benefit from this information. You can also follow the Parenting in Uniform Facebook page to stay up to date on the latest news related to military parents and families. Thank you for listening. This podcast has no affiliation with the Department of Defense, nor any of the military units or organizations mentioned. This podcast is for information only. Statements and views made by guests are not necessarily those of the host, and no statements should be construed as fact or medical advice.